Hey y'all, welcome back to VenturePill. We've got a good mix of startups as well as some newly announced VC funds to cover today. Uh, first, we'll let you know about South Hill Bloom's new venture fund, SRB Ventures, and the rise of sort of this true value add for startups from creators with large audiences. We also just heard about Serena Williams serving up um, <laughs> a massive $111 million venture fund Kind of like that uh, 111 mile an hour serve, am I right? Oh, the old two for one special. Very nicely done, Sam. After that, we're going to talk about Chipper, a local Austin seed stage startup that's basically like TurboTax, but it's for student loans. And also, if you love pets, you're going to love Dutch, a fast growing telemedicine platform for your favorite furry friend. And lastly, to wrap up the show, stick around for Aurora Solar, which is making big moves to accelerate solar adoption across the U.S. after they just raised a recent $200 million Series D led by Code2 and others. Let's get into this week's dose. You see here, kid, you gotta just go for it. Don't think about what comes after or what came before. You just gotta bend your knees. Take a deep breath and jump. This is Venture Pill with your hosts, Sam and Brandon. We're here to prescribe you your weekly dose of venture capital and startup news to keep you informed in the evolving world of venture. So, Sahil Bloom, who you may have seen on Twitter, he's got over 500,000 followers. He's one of my favorite people for business threads, venture capital, startups. He's got a great podcast as well. He actually just launched a venture fund called SRB Ventures. Uh, those are his initials. His first fund is $10 million, backed by prominent institutions as well as operators and individual investors. And he'll be investing in pre-seed companies all the way up through Series C, so kind of skewing earlier stage. And this goes into what you and I were just talking about, which is this trend of individuals with large media presences, whether that's on Twitter or through a podcast, or whatever it may be. Folks like Sahil are starting to raise their own funds and leverage their network to provide value to founders. And so Sahil's planning to invest within sectors such as fintech, enterprise, Web3, and consumer tech. It goes back to this you know, sort of idea where VCs claim they add value, but, you know, are they really adding that much if they're a firm? Whereas a guy like Sahil can post a video and get instant distribution announcing something like a company like Wander, which we actually talked about in our first episode. He posted a video about them and I'm sure it got thousands of impressions and instantly adding value to an early stage company where that's what they need most. Yeah, this is really exciting stuff. I mean, Sahil is such a prominent figure in the venture capital Twitter space, so it really makes sense that he's expanding into opening up his own venture capital firm. And just to echo you a little bit, Sam, I really like how he's emphasizing this value add that he can provide for the startups that he invests in which is essentially just leveraging this huge platform that he's built on Twitter and the extensive network of connections that he's built in the venture capital space. And I really love how he's differentiating himself from the rest of the venture capital firms because I think it's, it's 
pretty common nowadays for any venture capital firm to be able to provide fundraising for startups. But what Sahil's differentiator is, is he's able to give these early stage startups, whether that's seed, pre-seed, series A, whatever it may be, he's able to give these early stage startups such mass exposure, which is arguably as important, if not more important, than actually providing capital for these companies. Aside from that, I mean, Sahil's got a really interesting and fascinating story. I definitely recommend our listeners check out the podcast episode, 20 Minute VC with Harry Stebbings, which is great because Sahil gets to tell his story of how he got into the whole world of venture. And funny enough, actually, I I guess it's not really a coincidence, but Harry Stebbings is another guy who meets Sahil in this cross-section of where media intersects with venture capital and being able to leverage these social media platforms into building out funds and promoting startups. It's really interesting stuff and really very good episode and highly recommend. Yeah, no, that was a great episode. You get to hear Sahil's story and I like the way Harry asks questions from his perspective of having done something so similar with I think he's raised multiple funds out of 2020 VC, and it's a trend that I'm personally really interested in, certainly wanting to keep tabs on how these individuals end up doing over a fund's life cycle since they've only been investing, been investing for so long. As we know, VC funds typically run like a seven to 10 year cycle. So sure, they, they add value, but they haven't necessarily proven, you know, those returns just yet. So we'll see how it goes. Right. And there is there's a great quote from that episode that actually stuck with me so much that I felt compelled to go write it on a post-it note. Ooh. Um, yeah, <laughs> which uh, was essentially Sahil saying that chips on shoulders lead to chips in pockets. Inspiring, motivating. Speaking of inspiring, Serena Williams actually just announced a massive $111 million fund uh, through her firm Serena Ventures. It's inspiring because she's aiming to invest in underrepresented founders. They cited on their website that only 1.2% of venture funding went to black founders and only about 2% went to solo women founders. So there's a lot of opportunity there in what is a mainly white male dominated space. That is a lot of money coming from a black woman, a prominent figure, not only in sports, but in venture. She's actually had a lot of uh, successful angel investments over the last several years. Some companies you might recognize like Clubhouse, Tonal, Impossible Foods, and Masterclass. Right, and that's already such an impressive resume of investments made by Serena Williams. So I'm really excited. I want to see how Serena Ventures performs over the years because I feel like she's going to have access to some incredible deals and some of the most innovative startups out there. So it's, it's honestly, it's pretty similar to Sahil, who we were just talking about in the sense that she has such a huge, I mean, massive platform and network of connections to leverage that, that'll help her get access to so many great deals. And... I love this general trend that we're seeing where athletes like Kevin Durant and prominent celebrities like the Chainsmokers, they continuously are getting more and more involved in venture. 
and this this announcement by Serena is really exciting. If you compare it to like Sahil, who has 500,000 Twitter followers, a growing podcast, like yeah, that's a lot, but now you look at Serena and her social media presence, millions of followers, so well known across the world. I mean, there just was a movie about her with Will Smith in it. She's I got still, such a strong platform. Yeah, hugely strong platform, and she's got a good team as well, so it's not just her. A great list of women on, on that Serena Ventures team, so excited to see what kind of investments they make beyond uh, Serena's angel investing career. Me too. And I also still need to see that movie. Still need to see the movie. <laughs> also, a side note quickly before we get into some startups here. Maybe the best power couple within venture capital. You might not know this, but her husband is Alexis Ohanian, who was the founder of Reddit. And now, actually, he himself started a venture fund not too long ago. So I'm wondering if there's going to be some uh, co-investing there within that relationship. Should be funny to see. Yeah, that is quite the power couple of venture capital investing. So that'll be fun to keep tabs on over the years. Moving on, Sam and I really wanted to cover this exciting Austin-based startup company called Chipper. They are currently a seed stage startup and their mission is to empower every student loan borrower to make the smartest student loan decisions. Essentially how it works is, I think it's easiest to think of it as a TurboTax for student loans. So first you tell them a little bit about yourself, provide some baseline information, and link your loans, like the terms of the loan and who the loaner is. Then they use that information to check forgiveness programs you're eligible for, and make it easy for you to compare different options that might be better or worse for different personal reasons. Then they help you max out your forgiveness potential and help you stick to all the criteria required for your chosen loan forgiveness program. And then lastly, they help you digitally apply or recertify for these loan programs and Chipper will automatically fill out all the complex paperwork that goes on behind the scenes of these loan payments. And this company was founded by a guy named Tony Aguilar who experienced the pains of student loans himself. I was reading up on him a bit and it sounded like he was a first generation high school graduate. He ended up getting his MBA from Stanford. So, you know, made his way up, but student loans along the way and certainly felt those pains. And he went on to start a company before Chipper actually called Student Loan Genius, where he developed the first student loan benefit, allowing companies to contribute to employees' student debt, which is pretty cool. And apparently now 7% of companies in the nation provide this benefit. Wow. So he's making an impact. I don't necessarily know what caused him to leave that company, uh, which is still growing itself and go to start Chipper. So he must have felt compelled enough to work on this opportunity at Chipper, kind of this turbo tax for student loans. Yeah, and a startup like this is extra timely right now because the COVID-19 pandemic prompted the US government to pause the student loan repayment to alleviate financial burdens at the time. And the deadline for this has kept getting pushed back but May 1st, 2022 is actually when the student loan repayments will continue. So this feels like it's gonna be extra useful in just a couple months when payments resume. As of now, Chipper is currently free, but they do plan on rolling out a subscription plan that offers several different tiers 
So customers are encouraged to choose a plan that returns the most value to them, you know, get the most bang for their buck. And just a couple highlights that Sam and I came across while looking over their website. They have 25,000 plus student loan borrowers currently trusting them with their student loans. So it's already got quite a big user base. And 78% of those users find a better repayment plan with an average of $300 in monthly savings. So some pretty impressive numbers already. I feel like a lot of people our age and recent graduates are already using services like this. Mm -hmm. I personally use TurboTax, it's easy. You let the experts in the software take care of it and for something like student loans, I don't see any difference there. Moving on to another exciting startup Sam and I came across. It's called Dutch. It just raised a $20 million Series A funding led by Eclipse Ventures and Forerunner Ventures. Some notable investments by Forerunner Ventures include Hims, Warby Parker, Aura, and Dollar Shave Club. So definitely quite an impressive resume of investments there. This is following a $5 million Jimmy Fallon-backed seed round, which occurred last year, which is so freaking awesome. <laughs> To, to quote Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Basically, it's this, just this simple subscription-based model, $15 a month. You get unlimited video chat access to these licensed vets. You, you can get specialized treatment plans for your pet, which includes medications, therapeutics. It's not replacing the yearly vet sort of checkups. There's certain things that you can't quite do virtually, but it's more these things around like allergies, uh, anxiety and I feel like pet owners are really in you know they want to spend money on their pets right you see big companies out there like Chewy which actually may be a competitor in this space with telehealth but that being said there's a big market for this pet pet owners care a lot about their pets if I know some some <laughs> of my personal friends pets um, and, and how much they care for them they, they would eat something like this up if it meant less frequent vet visits maybe just a yearly checkup Right, I think even $15 a month for peace of mind for these pet owners, just knowing that their pet are getting 24-7 attention from a licensed veterinarian that they may need would certainly make it worth it for some. Dutch launched in July of 2021, so it's only been about nine months or so. And in that nine months, Dutch has served over 25,000 pets through 100 licensed veterinarians. So I think that indicates already the popularity and need for a service like this. Yeah, definitely. So we'll see how they fare against the competitors out there. We saw a couple of others that were doing similar things, but it seems that they've carved out a nice uh, niche for themselves and should be exciting to see how much they can grow with this new funding. And I think a company like this would do very well in Austin, which is probably one of the most dog-friendly, mm. best cities to be a dog in the world. Go out to Zilker Park, Auditorium Shores, go play with some dogs. Play some fetch. Just have peace of mind that they're getting their treatment through Dutch. All right, so last startup of the day, kind of our later stage highlight, Aurora Solar. They just raised a $200 million Series D round led by Co2 and Energize Ventures, co-led. Um, you may have heard of Code2. They're a premier firm that has really ramped up their frequency of investments the last couple of years, kind of hand-in-hand hand with Tiger Global, which we mentioned last episode, this high-frequency, high-dollar-amount investment strategy. Uh, but they have a lot of successful exits, including big names like Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Rivian, among many, many others. 
They've doubled their valuation actually since their last round, which was last May in 2021. Is that good? Is that good? <laughs> it's not bad. I, I would say that's pretty good. What they're building is pretty impressive. It's a digital platform that streamlines the sales and design processes for the solar industry to help speed up adoption. So basically it helps solar technicians and installers streamline the process so that they're not spending as much time at the customer site, whether that's a building or a home, you know, taking the measurements. I'm not gonna act like I'm an expert uh, in solar, but what I read about was that there's a lot of inefficiencies with the install process, sort of the design and what this platform allows a technician or a business to do is speed up the process by which they're designing and, and installing these solar panels. Only 4% of U.S. homes actually use solar panels, so a lot of room for growth. I feel like it's about time that we find better ways to implement and install solar across the board as we're seeing a lot more issues with where we're getting our energy from. I think it makes sense just thinking about the cost structure by being able to save on labor and time itself by using this software that helps process exactly the most efficient way to lay out these solar panels. Uh, definitely intuitively makes sense. And in terms of the 4% of U.S. houses using solar panels, I think that there's been such a strong push for solar panels for so long that I feel like so many companies talk about reducing their carbon footprint and finding renewable energy. And so it's really exciting to see companies like this that are trying to streamline the process and eliminate some of the difficulties surrounding those initiatives. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a great idea when you think about it, but to operationalize something like that uh, is, is another story. So we actually came across another company uh, not not really that similar, but also another company making it basically easier for people to implement solar. It's called Arcadia Power. Uh, it's an alumni ventures portfolio company. Essentially what they're doing is making it very easy for individuals, homeowners, tenants to opt into solar. Uh, so it's another sort of software that simplifies implementing solar. And so sort of on both ends of the spectrum, I'm on the implementation and the business side and then on the consumer side. Two companies growing fast, um, tackling the market from, from both ends, basically just making it easier for solar to be adopted across the board. Right, it's about time. It's, it's very exciting stuff and it's been around for a little while. So yeah, happy to see something that actually, again, streamlines the implementation of that technology. A little bit more on the technology, the CEO and founder Christopher Hopper said that less than half the cost of residential systems in solar is for actual equipment. So the rest of that is kind of just fluff, like the implementation, all the time and energy spent to get to that actual install. So the software itself works by using advanced GPS technology that allows technicians to spend less time at the customer site and more time actually designing and selling the solar paneling. And separately, as a pulse check, more than 7.5 million solar projects have already been designed on Aurora's software platform, which again indicates the need and the demand for something like this. Yeah, so a full 200 million, I wonder how much they can grow this thing. I mean, if anything, the one indicator there is the 4%. There's 96% of households that don't have solar yet, which is crazy. Uh, you know, a company that can really make it less costly 
to implement that is going to be on the right side of this trend. And as we as we talked about before, venture capital is is a long game. I think this is a long investment. Uh, but who knows? We look 20 years from now, and and all of a sudden, more houses than not are powered by solar. I think a company like Aurora would be one of the main contributors to that. Yeah, I, I tell you what, I'm I'm ringing the disruption alarm. Actually, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and ring it because you and I we we love finding these industries that are ripe for disruption. And given all the benefits of solar energy, including the fact that it's a renewable source of energy, so it's better for the environment, as well as enabling us to rely less on our traditional energy providers, I, I think solar energy is poised to disrupt the traditional energy company. And the fact that only 4% of U.S. households utilize solar energy, I think that mainly has to do with the fact that It's expensive in both time and in real dollars to implement solar panels. So a company like Aurora is going to help bridge that gap. And I think there's a potentially huge addressable market for a software solution like this. So energy companies, you've you've been warned and you might want to sit down while taking this week's dose of Venture Pill. All right, Sam, you and I could do this all night. I think this is as good a time as any to wrap up this week's dose of Venture Pill. As always, thank you to our listeners and happy Women's History Month to all. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for your next dose of startups and venture capital on Venture Pill. She told me that she only bumps my music when she's lonely. Thinks my vibe's a little okey, okey, dokey. That's alright, but wait, I don't know how to do it.